Hello, and welcome to The Daily Weekly. I'm your host, Jennifer Meir. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode is part one of a two-part series in which we'll be looking at recruitment at the university, otherwise known as the Job Internship Hunt Experience. Uh, We'll be focusing this week on the resources students have for finding and securing these jobs. This, of course, varies dramatically across schools and colleges on campus and by individual. Regardless, it's usually a fairly stressful time for students. So today we'll be hearing from two students about their respective job and internship quests. Uh, We'll be hearing from students at a career fair specifically designed for engineers, and we'll also be hearing from an employee of the Career Center. So let's get started. I'm here with Justin Rogers, who is a fifth-year student in the uh, College of Engineering. And Justin's going to tell us a bit about uh, kind of the job search for engineers. Um, So thank you so much for being here, Justin. We really appreciate it. Um, Could you talk a little bit, so how would you describe your accessibility to resources, um, to jobs, either from your department or from your major or from engineering in general? Uh, I think the engineering school, or sorry, the College of Engineering does a good job at trying to give students a lot of opportunities to find jobs when they are either looking for internships or full-time. Um, Society of Women Engineers are sweet, and then Tau Beta Pi or TBP put on a career fair every fall semester um, where they bring in over like 350 or so companies, and I think it keeps growing every year, um, who are looking for different engineering majors. Um, and that's a two-day career fair, um, which a lot of students have access to uh, talk to those companies, try to find an internship or full-time. And then there's a fall, a fall or a winter career fair that the Engineering Career Resource Center puts on as well, um, which is a little bit small, which is a little bit smaller, but still is another opportunity for students to talk to, to talk to recruiters and things like that. And then various different majors will have their own career fair. So I'm an industrial and operations engineering major, and we put on the IOE career and we put on the IOE career fair, and that happened the day after the SWE career fair, and that was another opportunity for us to talk to recruiters who were specifically looking for engineers who were um, IOE. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like there's definitely a lot of, a lot of opportunities, and I know that definitely varies uh, among the schools and uh, different colleges on campus. Um, so when you were kind of going into your job search and knowing that you wanted to find something um, post-grad, uh, what, did you have like a timeline in mind just in terms of applying? Um, did you do this all over the summer? Has this been like a year process or is it relatively new? Um, have you, did you kind of just get started and, and just kind of want to see where things end up? I have an ideal timeline. So I would ideally <laughs> like to have a jo- secure a job before the end of first semester, nice. but know that sometimes that's not possible and it is possible still to secure a job in second semester. But I think that things get a little more stressful the longer you have to, the closer and closer you get to graduation without having a job. Um, and I think I started the process of applying, or not applying, but like preparing for the career fair and preparing for job fairs and things like that probably a week or two before school started and then continued in about two weeks. So that was probably about a month or so before the actual career fairs and okay. job fairs started happening that I was like updating my resume, updating LinkedIn updating the uh, college engineering has an ingenious website okay handshake sure. is also another website um, all these various websites that allow you to have that allow you to recruit for jobs and things like that um, I started doing updating those things and updating my cover letters and like researching which jobs I wanted to look into and places I wanted to work 
Cool. It sounds like you have a pretty solid timeline uh, mapped out there. Could you talk a little bit more about the process just in terms of, you know, is it stressful? Is it hard to do on top of coursework? Um, would you say a lot of people try to either take a later course load or do it maybe over the summer when there's not as much going on? Or just could you talk about kind of the and also just like the emotional experience? Is it hard to find jobs? Looking for a job, especially while you're trying to take classes, can be a lot. I think sometimes it's almost like an additional class or an additional two classes sure. um, because you're not just you have all your regular coursework but like you're also doing all these other things for looking for a job so like you, like I said you're updating your resume you're updating uh, your various um, recruiting web websites as well and then you're also like talking to recruiters if you are in the process of interviewing sometimes they requ that requires you to fly out and if you've got multiple interviews and you're looking at multiple different places mm -hmm. that's very that can be very time-consuming and um, it can seem a little stressful just because you're trying to manage your academic career as well as your future potential career. Um, so I think that like a stress can be heightened in the period and some people do choose to try to take a lighting mm -hmm. course, course load in the fall and some people don't have that option because they don't have to take a certain number of credits in order to graduate or in order to continue on. Sure. Sure. And I guess kind of um, bouncing off of that, would you say that your experience is pretty much like a lot of the other students in the School of Engineering or is it different in some way? I know you mentioned like, for example, SWE has like their own uh, opportunities in terms of networking and, and finding those jobs. Um, how do you think your experience compares? What have you heard from your friends? Uh, that kind of thing. I think that my experience and like the things that I'm doing is very similar to yeah. um, what a lot of other engineers are doing when they're looking for a job. Um, that part of it, like the actual like doing all these different things in order to secure a job yeah. um, can be very similar, but like what that process looks like for everyone can vary vastly mm -hmm. from person to person and like how, which companies are actually, for lack of a better term, biting or like right. talking back or responding back to students um, who are doing this process um, will vary vastly, vastly as well. Cause it's, you think you know what a company wants, but you never really know what a company wants and you never sure. really know what on your resume or what in the conversation you had with someone is going to like spark interest for that company and you and someone talking about someone connecting with a recruiter on like who's got back in Michigan and went to the University of Michigan connecting with a recruiter about like their time in Michigan could get them to the next round while doing that same thing with another recruiter may not necessarily get you the next round and someone talking about like their research might get them to the next round while talking someone else talking about their involvement in a student org or like things they do on campus might get them to the next to the next round of like being able to get to an interview or actually like having a one-on-one -on -one conversation one-on-one -on -one encounter with someone great yeah no that it makes a lot of sense and i know it definitely um varies across the school so thank you so much for shedding light on engineering uh, i really appreciate it thank you for being with us today Yeah, no problem thank you for having me All right, so I'm with Lorraine Furtado, who is an LSA junior, and Lorraine's going to tell us a bit about the internship quest for LSA students. So thank you so much for being with us. Um, so the internship quest is a little different from the job search, but the same principles still apply. However, both internship and job hunts vary by school and college. So Lorraine, how would you describe your accessibility to resources for internships um, from your department within LSA? Yeah, so I am a PPE major and a lot of the, I started out as a political science major as a freshman. So I got on all the freshman political science emailing lists and all sorts of the opportunities mm -hmm. there. And then as I made the transition to PPE, I expanded to some of the philosophy email lists and all those other shebangs. But, sorry. 
Can I say shebang? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm sorry. No, keep going. Where should where should I start off from? Um, After shebangs. Okay. And so then I got onto the philosophy email list and other shebangs. And what the kind of internships I'm looking for are more nonprofit or legal based. I want to okay. go to law school at nice. some point. So that definitely shifts the scene a little bit in sort of the way it all operates, especially I feel within social science, there's mm -hmm. a need for like prestige and recommendations. Mm -hmm. And with a much more volatile future job market, internships are a way of proving that definitely. earlier on. So there is that need that I think departments do understand the need to have a qualified internship mm -hmm. and they will try to send you resources. Sure. But then it stops after that. And it's a lot of here's an opportunity for you and then it's up to you. And that's sort of hard when you don't really have the expertise on how to handle the professional little grooves in that in that situation and different ways to handle that especially in a world like political science where there's so much nuance that you can just go right over your head mm -hmm. if you don't know yeah what about just in terms of um, I guess like career fairs are career fairs mm -hmm. like do they send out information about the career fairs and then you you choose to go to that do they encourage you in your classes to do that how what's kind of how does that work yeah so there is the nonprofit career fair coming up this Friday which they have been advertising but not nearly as much as usual mm -hmm. and last year I found out day of mm. and ended up showing up and yeah. it's sort of harder internship wise versus end of career wise because a lot of the jobs there aren't meant for internships they're okay. meant for more year-long service opportunities or year-long careers after graduation which really narrows down your options at career fairs and then even with internships at career fairs for in the political science field of people who want to be on the hill it's just a completely different ball game of recommendations mattering and getting a reference so it doesn't even really matter as much as having a career fair because you need someone to vouch for you and at the fair they don't know who's going to do that. Sure. And then also just kind of, I guess this may be more tailored to the internship quest as opposed to a job hunt. But in your in your mind, do you kind of have kind of a, a timeline that you're looking at? Would you like to secure something soon? Do other people, you know, maybe already have stuff? How, how does that work? Yeah, the timeline is actually crazy. And there's just so many variations in all of it that freshman year, I was so my head was spinning mm -hmm. at how fast it was moving. And I just remember I took that summer off and I worked at home. Okay. doing a non-professional internship because it just moved so fast for me and I couldn't keep up and then later sophomore year I was determined I was going to mm. get a big internship and it was going to be a big deal and it's going to be a big something and that started I joined the public service intern program in around I'd say the fall late fall and that's when it's sort of the timeline varies so much here and that's the thing with political science that's weird yeah and that you have recommendations which you have from childhood friends I had kids my own friends who had internships since they were five because they were friends with Gary Peters or other people and sure. they're just friends and family friends so you have that so their timeline is so different but then on the other hand you also have long long timelines of security clearances and with the new administration the whole security clearance timelines completely shifted and that's ruined a lot of people's opportunities and I believe the current recommendation is to start looking a year in advance if you want to work state wow. level which is yeah. just so intimidating when you're starting because that means starting in June wow yeah no I mean that's that's super competitive and I guess to kind of bounce off of that it, could you talk a little bit more about sort of the stresses of the internship quest and yeah. then kind of what you think about as you're going through it yeah it feels like a rat race to be completely honest it's kind of crazy with the whole 
you've just got people who have so much more connections getting things so much faster than you and you've got your own speed and you've got your own way to go at it right. and you're seeing everyone moving forward right and that can be yeah a real mark you feel on your own self-worth and that's something I really struggled with last year was mm-hmm. how do I make sure that I'm not taking anything personally when sure. there are peers around me who have more connections who have different ways to get internships than I do I'm a first generational American college student so we have very little ties to the economy mm-hmm. sort of political system here so getting internships in that field is really hard when you don't know anyone to reach out to and I've got friends who like I said had internships since they were five yeah and then trying to navigate that and seeing them get something and they're younger than you and different things happen and they can have different qualifications and then you feel like it's personal Mm -hmm. and that's really hurtful and you kind of sit there and you sit back and you go am I not good enough for this field Mm -hmm. and it had like it's made me reconsider my major multiple times and whether this is the field for me which is hard when it's something you love but you have to keep everything into perspective sure and I guess that kind of leads into my next question a little bit so I know you've talked about you know friends who may have connections Mm -hmm. um, and kind of how that varies so across LSA just kind of looking at the school in general um, would you say your experiences are similar to others do you find that you know other people who um, either struggle or really excel in in kind of this Mm -hmm. internship quest and, and what could you say about that yeah I would say looking at LSA as a whole I know many people who are on the same plane as me and who just we've got a lot of peers who are at the same level and it's something that I'm working on is addressing it more with my friends and being honest about when things are hard and when things are rough in the search because a lot of my friends at first put on this facade of things are going well things are going really really well networking's going great internships are going great everything's going well from across different fields humanities to like Mm -hmm. natural sciences Mm -hmm. and opening up those avenues of communication and saying I'm really struggling or I never got an email back from my dream or I was supposed to get a reference and it never came in Mm -hmm. and talking about it and opening up that conversation made me realize this is I'm not alone in this this is a huge thing for all of us right yeah and I think there's definitely space um for uh uh, the different schools and colleges to just mm-hmm. really, really cater some of their mm-hmm. resources to their students. I think that's definitely a big deal. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with yeah. us, though. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, here's what students had to say at an engineering career fair. I don't know. They stress you me out. It's never fun having people pass judgment on you. Um, but I think that my personality is a better reflection of me as an employee than my resume is so like it's also a very good opportunity for me to meet people because I think that's more likely to get me a job than just my resume so it's a mixed bag of feelings. I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) Um, I never experienced crowd anxiety until yesterday. Um, It's a lot of talking and I'm a person that loves talking to people so it's even overwhelming for me but it's really cool. I love that there's a lot of connections being built and you know, it's normal to just go up and start talking to someone randomly. I like that. Uh, yes, it is stressful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to keep standing for hours on end, um, especially if you do not have enough time to meet all companies you want. Um, and it's sometimes there's such a long queue that you don't even have time to go outside or eat something. So yesterday I was standing for like, 10 hours and I hadn't had anything to eat in like 14 or 15 hours so it can be stressful it just depends on how many companies you want to speak to Uh, it's an easy way where you have one-stop shop for like the companies you're looking forward to basically 
and like networking with different people, knowing what they do and how the industry trends are basically. It's easier for me to be physically present and talking to them rather than just applying online and knowing what, what I'm looking forward to basically. Okay, so now I'm here with Don Beckwith, who works at the university's Career Center. He's a career coach, and he he's here to tell us a bit about the work that he does and how the Career Center helps students. So thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, happy to be here, Jennifer. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so the first thing, just kind of looking across campus, um, obviously students have a variety of needs based on you know their majors and their you know uh, preferred you know job of choice. Um, how do you adapt your career internship searching advice for people in different schools at the university? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer, that's a great question. So we are at a pretty unique situation on campus because we do serve all students. So we're, we're within student life. And mm-hmm. so uh, as a career coach, I see a huge spectrum of interests and majors, what school and colleges that they're in. Uh, and that is definitely something that always kind of um, is, is a challenge, is, is how do we adapt to a point where uh, students uh, feel like we're, they're getting the help that they need and, and sure. pointing to the experts. Um, yeah. And so one way that we do that is make sure that we cover the foundational uh, aspects of, of like, what does a really good resume and cover letter look like? What, what are some ways to kind of start searching and getting um, some experience with job and internship searching? Mm-hmm. And then what we really work uh, a great deal on is how do you um, translate that major to a, a first job? Sure. And some majors are much more difficult uh, to do that like with like LSNA majors. Sure. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit more ambiguous mm-hmm. and a little bit mm-hmm. harder to know exactly what do I do with that major? Yeah, definitely. And could you say anything about students who maybe are in that LSA position who maybe they are majoring in English and don't know if they want to go into government work or, yeah. you know, uh, become an English professor? Like how, how do you kind of navigate that in terms of maybe looking for a variety of jobs? Yeah, I think it's it starts with understanding the employer's perspective. And so what we hear all the time now from employers is they want diversity in thought. Um, and that means recruiting students that have different majors uh, because not only is it just, you know, what do you know in terms of academics, but it's a lot of times now what they call it like the character skills or the soft skills. Sure. Um, and we talk about those with career readiness competencies. And so, um, and those, for example, those could be critical thinking and yeah. problem solving, teamwork, collaboration. So a lot of those things happen in so many different um, realms of a student's life, not just in academics. And so what we really challenge them to do is think about pivoting those to experiences and, and demonstrate that they're really interested in certain companies and, and positions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that idea of like transferable skills, too, is obviously something that's becoming more and more talked about yeah, uh, in the job hunt. So um, could you give us an idea of what kinds of resources you offer for students um, in their in their hunt, um, whether it's one on one discussions or group discussions or how does that work? Yeah, we know it's it's definitely a stressful time. And I think that some um, schools recruiting cycles um, definitely get everyone else really anxious. Sure. Um, so, for yeah. example, the fall, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a lot of students in uh, Ross uh, School of yep. Business as well as the LSA that are recruiting for consulting and finance. Uh, And so that kind of gets everyone else anxious on campus. And so um, what we do with some of the the resources that we have is we offer one-on-one advising and and coaching. Um, And that could be major to uh, career. Uh, So what do I do with my major? Or you know, what major do I want to do mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just getting started with that? And so we also have assessments. So if someone sure. is like not sure at all what they want to do, we have some really great assessments that can help at least get the me- the needle moving forward. Yeah. Um, 
and we have uh, we've been doing some really great stuff with uh, peer-to-peer learning. Okay. Uh, with labs, so we we piloted this thing last year. Um, it's called a resume and internship labs. Okay. Uh, they're two different things. So there's a resume lab and an internship lab. But essentially, what we do is we get. Uh, 10, 15, 20 students in the room with three or four advisors. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that um, peers are actually teaching other peers. And we know that resumes can be really vulnerable, right? When you show a resume sure. to someone, it's kind of like kind of nerve nerve wracking for the first time. And so what we found is in that room, they're actually uh, allowed to kind of uh, be okay with others to kind of look at it and, right. and have it more of a collaborative space and more of a collaborative atmosphere, which we found has been really helpful. Awesome. Yeah. And I think it's great, especially working across campus that you have resources like that um, to just kind of help in a variety of domains. So I kind of going off of bouncing off of one of the things that you said, how do you help students feel less stressed during this process? Because obviously, I mean, I know um, I'm an LSA student personally. And when I hear all about all my Ross friends recruiting for jobs for like a year from now, like that's really stressful. That's weird because I don't you know, we don't have that. We don't have the same structure. So how do you kind of help people navigate kind of the emotional side of this? Yeah. The emotions are, are something that we think about a lot. And that's why we kind of really started those labs um, is to make it a little bit more okay to start thinking about some of this stuff um, and get diversity of thought of, of other students mm-hmm. perspectives because you know on a one-on-one is, is really helpful um, but you know some of the the things that we help with emotion motion wise is just um, making sure that we we hear the students mm-hmm. and, and understand that um, if there are frustrations we kind of we understand those frustrations and try and work to, to kind of alleviate those but we have a lot of opportunities that a lot of students just don't know about. And yeah. so one of the things that we always are trying to do is get out there. So we do, um, you know, things on the DIAG. Um, I think for LSA students specifically, I think it's important to know that the LSA Opportunity Hub is there for them for sure. internships. Um, and so as a university career center, we work with them and send them a lot of students as, as well as they send a lot of students to mm-hmm. us. And I think it's just getting the word out about us because I think one of the biggest perceptions is Ross has all the resources and they do have wonderful resources. Uh, But there's tons of pockets of resources as well across campus. It's just getting them uh, and getting students to to realize what's out there and being comfortable to kind of access us because we know it's hard to come to our office. Right. Right. And do you have any kind of like parting advice for a student who maybe doesn't even know where to start in their internship quest? Should they come or or job quest? Should they come to you? Should they do some background research first yeah, what, what can you say to that totally so there's a few different uh, avenues with that we have internship labs that are going about two or three times a week mm-hmm. that they can come to we also have one-on-one advising um so if they're totally not really sure we always we always think informational interviewing is like the key for mm-hmm. this and so if no one doesn't know what informational interviewing is it's basically 10 15 20 minute conversation with someone that has a job that you want one day or yeah. might might have some similar interest as you and so sure. we always point them to um you can which is this new research Source we rolled out last year, okay. which is called, it's a really dorky acronym, but it's it's University Career Alumni Network. Okay. And it is, um, on there are uh, alumni and professionals, there's okay. about 4,500 on there right now, that the only reason why they made that profile is for you to reach out to them. Okay. So it's uh, Michigan alumni, professionals, for U of M students specifically. And uh, you can schedule... Um, a meeting with an alumni in a matter of like 30 seconds mm-hmm. and you can search by uh, keywords, industries, wow. majors, all that stuff. And so that's one thing that we're continuing to roll out and make it more and more of a, uh, an appealing resource for sure. students because the best way you can learn is through the wisdom of someone that's maybe three or four steps ahead of you, but was in your same shoes before. Mm-hmm. And so we always think, you know, l- researching and looking at what did they do 
to make uh, make see to make sure and see like what is your path to go forward with that too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this yeah. insight with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. Please make sure to listen next week. Again, I'm Jennifer Muir. This episode was produced by Colin Beresford, Maya Goldman, audio engineer Ryan Cox, and managing podcast editor Avery Friedman.